What is up, freaks? It's your boy Marty Bent here to introduce this rip of Rabbit Hole Recap. Sorry, it's a bit late. Matt is on the go. So we ripped it a little later than usual, close to 6 p.m. Eastern. Not going on. It's heating up, freaks. Beware. A lot of good info in this rip. Quality rip, if I do say so myself. This rip was brought to you by our good friends at the motherfucking Kasha. Catch up somebody stack sets and sets receive sets and sell sets if you so please. We're saying sets, 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 sets because sets are the standard. What are sets? Sats are the smallest unit of a Bitcoin. There's 100 million sats in one whole Bitcoin. You don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You don't have to buy a fraction of Bitcoin. You can stack whole sats instead. And right now, one cuck buck worth of sats is going to get you 20, is worth 20, one cuck buck is worth 2,448 sats. There we go. On top of that, Cash App allows you to uh, participate in their boost program, which allows you to go shop wherever Visa accepts. You get a personalized debit card. Uh, it's got partner merchants that when the boost is enabled, you can save some cuck bucks when you save there. Sometimes they have their sats back reward on as well. I took advantage of that a couple times in the last week when it was available. Uh, Cash App can be your bank account. They're offering account numbers and routing numbers. And if you haven't downloaded Cash App yet, make sure you do so using the code StackingSats. S-T-A-C-K-I-N-G-S-A-T-S. You're going to get $10, and $10 is going to go to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. That's Owls Lacrosse. Owls Lacrosse. So it was also brought to you by our very, very, very good friends at Unchained Capital. All right, freaks, Unchained Capital is here to help you take custody of your Bitcoin with their collaborative custody vault program. Okay, there's an urgency to upgrade your Bitcoin security beyond custodians and even single SIG wallets. Unchained is making everything easy with their white glove concierge service is going to take you from zero to having a multi-sig vault set up with a thousand cuck bucks worth of sats in it. The way their multi-sig vault works is you hold two of three keys. It's a two or three multi-sig uh, wallet so that you can always move the UTXOs out of the vault when you see fit. But if you're ever in a pinch, you only have one key on you. You need Unchained to be that second in that two or three multi-sig uh, transaction. They are there for you. Again, they have a, a concierge, a white glove concierge service that's going to take you from zero to having a vault set up. And uh, basically what comes with this is multiple video calls. They're going to get you comfortable with multi-sig. They're going to get you comfortable with their vault product. Uh, they're going to send you hardware wallets. You're going to get two hardware sent to you directly from the manufacturer. So, you know, coming direct from the source. And then they're going to get you comfortable with creating those private public key pairs, securing the seed phrases, uh, setting up the multi-sig, obviously, securing the derivation pass, all the pertinent information, uh, get you comfortable with receiving and sending transactions from this multi-sig vault. Um, and then, again, thousand cuff bucks worth of sets uh dumped into it the concierge team again will provide you a personal one-to-one -one guidance to get you set up with a secure solution fast it's a very personalized solution uh if you are a little hesitant right now and you're like ah, i don't want to do this they but like i do want to check it out they have free consultations uh to learn more about what's to offer so if you just want to learn you can reach out as well um if you want to do this go to unchained-capital.com 
slash concierge. That's unchained-capital.com slash concierge. And that's C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E. If you tell them the TFTC sent you, use the promo code TFTC, you're going to get $50 off this package. All right. Once you're set up with Unchained, you can easily access other services, including buying and selling Bitcoin, Bitcoin retirement accounts, and Bitcoin-backed loans. Check all this out. Shout out to our good friends at Unchained Capital. So it was also brought to you by our friends at Hoddle Hoddle. We talk about it in the episode. Hoddle Hoddle had a security vulnerability earlier this week. It's still an ongoing situation. Uh, Max and crew came out right before we ripped and uh, made the market aware that no funds have been lost. This is affecting their Lend product, which we uh, are advertising. Uh, Lend at Hoddle Hoddle allows you to set up a, a multi-sig escrow and you use Bitcoin as collateral to get stablecoin liquidity in return. You put Bitcoin in this multi-sig escrow, you get stablecoins back, and then you can go spend those how you see fit. And as long as you're paying the loan back at the end of the day, you're going to get your sats back at the end of that loan. Um, this leverages multi-sig as well. It's a two or three multi-sig escrow account you hold one key your counterparty holds one key hoddle hoddle holds the third key uh, and the way it works is uh, or the beauty of that is throughout the duration of your loan you're going to have visibility into the wallet to make sure that those utxos aren't being rehypothecated so it's the beauty of it you just you know that your sats are going to be there at the end of the day when uh, the loan structure is done um if you want to lend out your stable coins and get some interest, some yield on those, you can enter the other side of that order book to provide liquidity. Um, check all this out at lend.hodlhodl.com. That's L-E-N-D.H-O-D-L-H-O-D-L.com. Again, ongoing security situation at Hoddle Hoddle. Max is keeping us up to date. No funds have been lost. Should be more updates throughout the weeks. They're doing some serious audits right now. Uh, last but not least, this rip was brought to you by good friends at Brains. Brains. Brains OS Plus is firmware. It allows you to stack more sats with your hash. All right. This Brains is also the team behind Slush Pool, which, as you freaks probably know by now, has been updated. The update is live. This new update comes with ultra-flexible payouts that can be either time-based or threshold-based, mining reward splitting for automatically distributing rewards to multiple wallets, and, of course, dark theme for those of you with shitty eyes like myself. Meanwhile, the latest Brains OS Plus firmware update includes full support for the Antminer S17e and T17e as well. Some significant improvements to the auto-tuning for all X17 devices. And it's available now at Brains, that's B-R-A-I-I-I-I-N-S dot com slash OS slash plus. Go update that. And I do have to make a slight correction. I actually have perfect vision. I don't know why I said I have shitty vision. I, I, I can actually handle light mode. Um... So just wanted to make that clear. Brains OS Plus is compatible with any mining pool. This is important. It's compatible with any mining pool. You don't need to mine with slush pool. There's a misconception out there that if you use the Brains OS Plus firmware, you have to point your hash at slush pool. If you're a miner leveraging their firmware, this isn't true. You can point it at any pool that you want to. However, however, if you do mine with slush pool, you're going to get 0% pool fees. And since network hash rate is hovering around one-year lows due to the China crackdown that's still ongoing, now is a great time for miners to jupe up their jupe up jupe up jupe 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 juice up their ASICs with auto-tuning firmware and stack even more sats. We're going to get into the technical details here for you freaks who don't know what this auto-tuning is. It comes down to the silicon in the hashing chips. There are small variations in the silicon quality for every chip in an ASIC. Typically, stock firmwares that come with the machines treat the entire device as a uniform unit, sending the same frequencies and voltages through the hash boards. 
Brains OS Plus boosts performance by experimenting with different frequencies and voltages on each individual chip to learn which chips are higher quality than others. Then it calibrates to send more work to the higher quality chips and less work to the lower quality ones. The end result of this per chip tuning is more hush and the more hush, more hash and thus more sats per watt of power consumed. Currently supported devices are the Antminer S9, S9i, S9j, as well as the S17, S17 Plus, S17 Pro, T17, T17 Plus, and the ones just added mentioned earlier, the S17e and T17e. Next up are the Watts Miners. Again, I believe when I see it. Let me just like rip this out of the ad copy, Edward. I believe the Watts Miners when I see them, with the S19s from Bitmain also coming up soon. Stay tuned, TM, for more updates on the firmware and slush pool. And check out Insights, that's I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S dot brains, B-R-A-I-I-N-S dot com for content stats, charts, and mining profitability tools to stay up on top of everything happening in the mining industry. They actually just had a very interesting thread on decentralized mining pools on to- uh, Twitter as well, the Brains Twitter account. So go check that out. Enjoy this, Rip Freaks, and enjoy your lives. Maybe in a gulag soon. Enjoy it before then. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. What is up, freaks? It's your boy Marty Bent here with my good friend Matt Odell. We got rabbit recap and we're going live now. Welcome, freaks in, in the live stream. It's your boy Marty Bent here with Matt Odell. We're back for Rabbit Hole Recap. Big week, big week. Uh, coming into you guys a little late today, Matt. Living that nomadic lifestyle. And as you can see, he's landed in a hotel room with some very interesting armchairs. What do you think of those chairs, Matt? Literally a, a six-hour drive. So I'm going to be counting on you to uh, carry me a little bit, at least in the beginning while I get my bearings. Well, we've been uh, we've been pumping each other up behind the scenes for this week. Uh, there's a lot going on. It's we ended last week with the infrastructure bill, and we're going to pick back up with that. Uh, obviously, a lot has happened since the last time we met here to record RHR last week, uh, specifically to the infrastructure bill and, and what's going on with the provision that uh, entails cryptocurrency regulation and taxing. Uh, We'll get into that. Let's start with the dashboard. We got the BTC Pay server back up uh, this week. We've got plenty of shout outs. It's going to be a good show, Matt. I know you're you're a little ragged from your your travels, but we got a lot of hot topics. Uh, Bitcoin, according to Clark's dashboard, is sitting at $40,920. One cup buck is going to get you 2,444 sats. Uh, currently, the market cap is $768.8 billion. Uh, the adjust, or excuse me, the estimated difficulty adjustment uh, for uh, is right now August thirteenth, twenty twenty one, or one thousand one hundred forty one blocks, and that is estimated to be an upwards adjustment of six point two percent. That's because blocks are coming in at nine minutes and twenty five seconds on average. Uh, 
pretty much uh, static from last week, maybe up a little bit, maybe up a percent or two at an estimated difficulty adjustment. There are currently 1,933 transactions in Clark's mempool. It's been almost 17 minutes since the last block was mined. Uh, you still get one sat per byte transactions through pretty easily. And last but not least, Whirlpool approaching uh, 4,000 Bitcoin in unspent capacity, currently sitting at 3,794.54 BTC or 155.4 million cuck bucks in liquidity. It's pumping in, in Samurai. Think people are reacting to this infrastructure bill? One might think. I mean, I would. Yeah. If I hadn't been for like the last two years, three years, I don't know what people expected. Like, even if we dodge this bullet, we're just denying the inevitable, delaying the inevitable, ultimately, I think. Uh, but obviously, it's better if we can buy some time here, right? The more time we have, the better. Agreed. Agreed. Solidifier under my ass. I mean, we were talking for a good amount of time yesterday. Uh, I was trying to connect my Ronin Dojo to my blue wallet, my mobile wallet uh, that I have on iOS. And... Uh, had to go to you for some Ronin Dojo support. I had to download the Electrum server, which I'm still waiting on. Started that. What, you had to download it separately onto Ronin Dojo. Yes, I believe so. Well, no, it's they part use of Electrus as their backend on the Ronin. Yeah, Electrus is. Um, you had to go in and uh, and download it. Well, I'm glad you got it sorted. Did you get it sorted? I think so. It's in the process of being sorted. So, can we start with positive news? I have some positive news. I like positive news. I got none. If you want to so start right with here, I have the limited edition BTC pins uh, faucet. Uh. There's only 80 of them being sold. I believe there's less than 30 left. And all proceeds go to open source development through OpenSats. And what is this? A deck of cards? Oh, hell yeah. We have Zeus, BTC Pay Server, Raspi Blitz, Bisc, and Citadel Dispatch. Limited edition. All proceeds go to open source devs. BTCpins.com. And if you don't get one of the remaining 30 and you're at Bitblock Boom, we will be auctioning one off for open source development as well. And I think we're, we're going to sign that one. A bunch of people that are at Bitblock Boom, we're going to get your signature on there too, if, if you're so inclined. Yes. Spooks trying to get my handwriting so you can. Didn't you sign last year's Bitblock Boom thing we did? I don't know. Probably. I'm just being a hardo. That was the joke I made. I was like, if you buy this, then you can fake checks for all of us. <laughs> right. It's uh, yeah, Bitblock Boom. Speaking about Bitblock Boom, all right. Let's start with some positive news. Some good events coming up in the space. Bitblock Boom being one of them. I believe they're still sold out of tickets. Is that true? Are they releasing anymore? uh i know he opened up the tickets basically while we were live last week okay so they may be open. i don't know if there's any left this may be uh this may i be... already have my ticket so yeah got mine as well um we've got that i should have mentioned it last week but another uh conference that's coming up is the uh tab conference down in atlanta the atlanta bitcoin conference that michael tidwell from zebedee host uh I believe Ben Carmen's speaking at that. I think I'm going to go to that as well. Um, that's in the beginning of November as well. Uh, I hear it's a very fun and technically oriented conference. 
You're making me feel bad. I was supposed to get back to them. Huh. I don't know, man. It's so busy. So busy. I want to make it. I want to make it, though. It does look like a great lineup. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never been to Atlanta outside of the airport. Um, so I got to check out Atlanta. Uh, yeah. All right. Infrastructure bill, dude. Um, should we start with that or property taxes? Have you paid your Bitcoin property taxes yet? I don't think I made it clear. These pins, they're baller as fuck. They're fantastic pins. I was I was blown away. I was surprised at how nice they were, to be honest. BTCpins.com. Um, I will not... Free ads. Free ads. BTCpins.com. I mean, he's not making any money off of it. He's It's all going to devs. Um, Got to support the initiative. Agreed. Agreed. I'm fucking with you. Uh, so what, you want to start with the sailor clip? Not necessarily the sailor clip. I think the sailor clip... Uh... Uh, provided some well-needed backlash to the Bitcoin as digital real estate meme. Uh, I think that's what the theme should be of what? this part of the conversation. The the Bitcoin is digital real estate meme. It's something uh, that people are squabbling over who came up with it first and then uh, comparing it to actual real estate and property. I think there's some semantic nuance that, that can be walked through and as someone uh, in you who has been shilling the Bitcoin is uh, Manhattan in, in the 80s type of asset. What, what do you think of the whole conversation? Moldbug, Moldbug was talking about Bitcoin being real estate or at least the equivalent of buying Manhattan real estate since 2011. Mm -hmm. um, Bitcoin was trading at 90 cents at that point. I don't, I don't understand like the, the idea that everyone's trying to like take credit for a meme. Um, every meme has uh, starts in a kernel of truth and I don't think anyone can own a meme. Otherwise, it's not really a meme. Talking to you, Greg, with your watermarked uh, your your watermarked memes. Um, you know, I always thought, you know, look, if you if if we have all these different ways of of comparing Bitcoin to things that people are already comfortable with, mm -hmm. and real estate is one of them. Obviously, gold is one of them. Cash is one of them. Um, some people like to compare it to tech stocks in terms of like an investment thesis and like network effects. Um, all these things, I think, help a pre-coiner understand, you know, a perspective of Bitcoin. Uh, I, I, and I, I do think from like an investment opportunity, it is very similar to, you know, blocks of Manhattan real estate in the 80s when they were really fucking cheap. I agree. I agree. And it is... Because, sorry for the seagull in the background, uh, Manhattan real estate, people were speculating on that real estate in the 80s. We're making the speculation that demand for uh, the occupation of that real estate would increase as New York continued to become a financial powerhouse in the world. Right, So they, they were uh, speculating about future demand for the asset they were buying. Right. Uh, similarly with Bitcoin, we're speculating, we're making a currency speculation that, that more and more individuals will want to use Bitcoin as, as a monetary good. They're, the investment thesis is very similar. Uh, the application of the asset uh, that the speculators are investing in is completely different. And, and specifically when you're talking about like a Manhattan or like a Hong Kong, um, these are these are areas that are inherently scarce because they're islands right when you're when you're talking about some other cities there you have the sprawl right which mm -hmm. is like almost more more shit coiny right where you can have an expansion at will um 
but in general, I mean, I think it's a it's a relatively decent perspective of of getting introduced to Bitcoin in the first time, especially if you're if you're already if you're like a real estate focused person, right? Obviously, those people are more inclined to do it. Just like if you're going to a gold bug, you say Bitcoin's digital gold, right? It depends on who your audience is. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I think it's become abundantly clear over the last two years to any deniers um, that real estate is an absolute shitcoin. Um, like there's there's like, and I, I I posted that on Twitter and people got angry. I'm talking about investment real estate. Obviously, you need to have a house over your head. You don't want to be long term. You don't want to be a renter in someone else's, you know, someone else's real estate. You want to own your own land. Um, that's not what I'm talking about. That's different. I'm talking about investment real estate and investment real estate is an absolute shit coin. The rules can change on you at will. Um, just like we see with shit coins, uh, and all the major markets, there's so many major markets that got absolutely cratered because of rules changing on people. Um, and they basically got rug pulled. We saw that in Hong Kong and now we're seeing that in New York. And I, I think oh, that's awesome. a trend that you're going to see continue. Yeah. What do you think about the extension of the eviction moratorium? Like, it, it, have you had time to dissect that particular story, like how it went down? The, there's been an eviction moratorium for over a year. Yeah, but how Biden extended it? Did you hear how it went down? Through the CDC. Well, apparently it went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, no, it's unconstitutional. You can't extend this anymore in some roundabout way. did some executive order type action that made it happen. It's like, there's no rule of law. I thought the CDC decided. Well, they have, I mean, they are the ones, I guess, implementing the moratorium. They are the chosen uh, alphabet soup agency to, to go through with this. And that's on the federal level. On the local levels, we see different eviction moratoriums happening. Really? Um, and have happened in the past. Like New York has their own eviction moratorium. And basically what that means is, they just socialized all of this rental housing and they did it and no one blinked an eye. They just fucking did it. There was no pushback. There was no way to stop them. And uh, savvy renters haven't, haven't paid rent for a year, over a year right now. There's no penalty. What, 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 the landlords have no power whatsoever. Would you say that's socialized or nationalized? Have they nationalized the, essentially? Like you have no autonomy if you're a, uh, a real estate owners. I mean, nationalized, maybe not because there's local laws, right. That have also have done this. Right. Yeah. But either way, it doesn't matter. The point is, the point is, is that people bought this stuff as an investment and like your classic shit coins, they got completely rug pulled because the governance was centralized and could just easily change at will. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're see we saw that with ETH today, ETH changed, changed the change at will. We're seeing it with the infrastructure bill. You know what, in, in two weeks, within two weeks, they can just pass anything to just completely fuck over anybody who, who needs regulatory permission. Like, oh, call your senator, you know? It, that's ridiculous. It is. I've been seething over the infrastructure bill uh, today specifically. Just that one, I wrote about it in the Ben today. That one picture of that like page standing in the basement with the, the, the bill printed out. It's like a foot and a half long. It's like there's... It's a slap in the face to the intelligence of the, the, the constituents of the United States. Like you honestly, truly believe us to expect that they're going to create that bill that large. They're going to present it to 
uh, to everybody to be voted on within three days and you're, you're expecting them to actually read the bill and understand and have debate about the contents of something that large. Uh, it's, it's disgusting. And it reminds me of why I think I was so attuned to Bitcoin when I was in college. I mean, you freaks have heard this story a million times. If you've been listening to this podcast for long enough, but like the TARP bill is what radicalized me personally as a 17 year old senior in high school in the fall of 2008 when the world was going to shit. And at that point in my life, I was scared shitless. I was like, holy crap, is the financial world going to collapse? Is the economy going to collapse? Are we going to go in the Armageddon? The way everything was being portrayed in the media made it seem like we had an imminent Armageddon and TARP gets passed and you again remind me a lot of this infrastructure bill you go through it there's like most of it is stuff that has nothing to do 2700 pages of corruption yeah it's insane and then like no one yeah so I I went back and forth failed state state shit you know it's like what the fuck right like I called I called uh Portman's office last week Got got through. I tweeted about it. Um, my recommendation was like pull the whole provision from the infrastructure bill because it has absolutely nothing to do with critical infrastructure, and it, it makes no sense to make these regulations in haste. That was my message to his aide who answered the phone in that office. I didn't know if it got passed on or even if it uh, even if it gets listened to since I'm not in the state of Ohio. But uh, that. Um, particular ask for me like hey just rip it out of the whole bill like why even uh have it in there in the first place is something that i think everybody should be focusing on and, and focusing their energy on like just like pull it out don't have anything in it and so the focus this week from bitcoin lawyer twitter and bitcoin law twitter uh to change the language to make it somewhat uh like amenable to the industry is just again it's like conceding uh, insanity like why why would we allow them to throw this in the infrastructure bill just pull it out wholeheartedly yeah i'm surprised there hasn't been more of a push to just remove it rather Mm -hmm. than like and i i i guess there's like i haven't even seen have you seen the actual amendment that was proposed by what was it cynthia senator loomis and toomey i've just seen and widen I think lightning node operators may still get caught under the definition of a broker. Yeah, they like left lightning node operators out to dry and then they went to save miners and DeFi. And like, that's classic, like, you know, I don't know. I, it's it hard to have faith in the, our political system. I, I think- uh, Very hard. I think people should take self-sovereignty themselves and use the fucking tools because- um, Agreed. Like I said, hopefully we can delay but this is just, it's inevitable at the end of the day. And actually, I, I would say like the timing might be pretty good because, you know, miners are looking for a new home after China. You know, maybe they'll think twice before coming to America. It'd be better than if they tried to rug pull miners in America in two years. Yeah. Um, at least this is like a wake up call. Don't, you know, let's not have too much hash in America. It's a very good point. Maybe about the U.S. government being too strong armed too quickly. It uh, drives business decisions of the mining industry uh, to to do other things, which, as Matt mentioned, could be beneficial in the long run. He's like, it's clown world, dude. Clown world. Like, look, I, like this thread that I shared in the bent today, Oilfield Rando, at Oilfield underscore Rando on Twitter. He dissected it, I think, with the help of 
some other individuals on Twitter were reading, just cutting up the bill and reading parts of it, like 250 million for an invasive plant species removal program. Boom, quarter of a billion. 50 million for studies on how to tax us more with road usage and per mile fees. Like there's literally a provision in the bill. Like if this gets passed, we're gonna figure out how to tax people per mile driven on the road. It's like a climate tax. Like in isn't the there one that's like to put breathalyzers in all vehicles yes. within three years or something? Yeah, like put fucking alcohol breathalyzer. It's insane. It's studies on people hitting deer. Uh, Fifty million for ten transportation resilience and adaptation centers of excellence, which will do climate change reports and engage disadvantaged communities. Upgrade. Upgraded Amtrak train service in Canada, combating human traffic uh, provisions in the bill as well. Apparently, I mean, obviously everybody wants to combat human traffic, but I don't see what it has to do with infrastructure. Um, studying the safety of limousines. All cars equipped with breathalyzer. Studies on smoking the weed and driving. It's insane man. it's just like and then there was a there was mitt romney's uh provision or whatever that just gives them 80 million dollars i think to utah yeah utah just gets gets a cool a cool let me find out the exact number 50 million yep there's <laughs> gotta buy his vote he's throwing out millions hundreds of millions milly willy like oh here and again this infrastructure it's not as pressing and uh necessary of a bill or vital of a bill is probably a better word than than the tarp bill but it's still at least at this point in time in in the united states seems to be very contentious and something that everybody's in the political spectrum is uh posturing like something that absolutely needs to get past asap and they're sneaking all this bullshit in there it's it's disgusting it's like why do we put up with these people they're all like 80 year old they're not even reading the bills. They're not even fucking reading them. I was thinking about this. Maybe it was just like a half-assed idea or not a well-thought-out idea, but like, can we bring back like the saying taxation without representation? Like, we're not being represented by our, our congressmen or senators. Like, they're literally just having lobbyists hand them handwritten bills and just signing them. They're not even reading them or adding anything to it. If anything, the colonists probably had more representation back in uh 1776 than we do today right like do we actually have representation are they representing us or are they just taking these papers not reading them and, and signing them from special interests the absolute state of it man the absolute state of it oh call your senator right utah is infrastructure that is true utah is very important infrastructure <laughs> yeah he's a freak in there is like uh, limousines are infrastructure. We're getting we're getting trolled a little bit. <laughs> uh, so anything else to add on the infrastructure bill? What do you, what's the latest you're hearing? Is that going to get signed by the end of this week? I'm hearing like over the weekend it's going to get signed. Hmm. I don't yeah. know. I don't have the patience for this shit. Bury it on a Saturday afternoon. It's better. It's better just assume the worst is going to happen and hope for the best. And really the most likely outcome is that the worst stuff probably just gets delayed for a bit, but at any moment, you know, they can just rush shit through and, and fuck us. So um, it's foolhardy to expect anything else. 
Be prepared, freaks. Be prepared. Be aware. It's all coming down the pipeline. Lobbying is infrastructure. Live chat. <laughs> oh, that's another thing we didn't mention. And I don't think we had this information last week. I think it became apparent after recorded. Yeah, but apparently this particular provision as it pertains to the cryptocurrency industry uh, was crafted by the Treasury Department. We did not talk about that last week, did we? I don't think we did. No, but what was the source for that? Oh, I think it was uh, Representative uh, Davidson who said that. Yes. Yeah, on Bitcoin Magazine. Yeah. Yeah, he said uh, the pressure came from the Treasury. So if you freaks have fuzzy memories of only uh, in the beginning of this year, as Trump was transitioning out of office and Steve Munchenbutz was still his Treasury secretary, they were trying to sneak in some onerous uh, Bitcoin regulation. Uh, that would have affected self-custody the most, I believe, that particular attempt to, to push regulation on the industry, to ninja launch it on the industry, would have done. Um, but it seems like Janet has taken the baton in the Treasury and uh, is, is looking to slow down the Bitcoin industry uh, to a certain extent or co-opt it. If you I mean, Portman got a payoff and he slipped in there. Yeah, what payoff? What was his payoff, do you think? money i don't know maybe he's like going to be a future cabinet member or something yeah is this slander right now we're we slandering uh a... i mean so... we're just speculating we're speculating yes but obviously he hates freedom that's not speculation he does. and do you think and he hates america because this is bad for america yeah and who he's getting his pecking orders from what do you think it is do you think janet hates america or do you think she has such a beef with bitcoin sign guy for how bad he embarrassed her that he she has a vendetta it's not even about the fact that that bitcoin's like a new uh distributed cash system that is separate from central banks and governments is that that one blonde fresh-eyed sailing yuppie uh held up the buy bitcoin and embarrassed her while she was asking being asked if uh congress could audit the fed i mean if it's if it's a personal vendetta that's almost reasonable you know she should be embarrassed by that that would she haunt me should. forever yeah no, yeah. but these guys in the Fed, like Bitcoin's, Bitcoin goes against everything they've spent their life doing. They understand Bitcoin. Let's make that clear. I think, I think we should make that very clear. Like they're not stupid about what's going on. That's why they're trying to coordinate across the global central banking system, the ECB, the BIS, that type of banking entity are, are really pushing central bank digital currencies hard, particularly Augustine Karsten's and Christine Lagarde, uh, and obviously you have the Chinese digital yuan, but I, I would consider that separate from the other CBDCs. CBDCBs. CBDCBs, excuse me. Um, they know what's going on. They understand the threat that Bitcoin poses. I mean, you're going to have to show your papers to eat dinner uh, in New York City. Oh. I think uh, I think most people will roll over and just take their surveillance coin, whatever. <laughs> Let's talk about that. How does it... Are you officially a New Yorker with me now? I've been unofficially one for a bit now. <laughs> uh, it's it's insane. It's insane. It's so fucked. I'll, I will not comply with that bullshit. Yeah. I'm done. We have to they destroyed our city. I have to boycott Shake Shack now. Yep. 100%. How ironic is that, Shake Shack? 
clogging arteries day in and day out, trying to force people to carry vaccine passports to make sure they don't spread uh, the common cold, the, the COVID, whatever it is now, or coronavirus, which is the common cold. Like Once again, regardless of what you think about the virus or the vaccine, we should not be fucking showing papers when we go to eat dinner or go to a concert. And it's, even, it's almost even worse than papers because it's all digital and it's all stored on their insecure fucking databases. It's an absolute privacy nightmare. It's a civil rights issue. And retail in New York City is already hurting tremendously. And they're just dropping this on top of them in addition to it. And, and I'll, I'll just I'll reiterate that this is one of the reasons why I see so much value in Bitcoin is because it's hard to change. Right. Like we've seen bad governance in New York within the last decade just absolutely destroy the city. Like the, the beauty of Bitcoin is. There, there's there's no centralized governance that can destroy it in a decade. Yeah, yeah, well. So if you listen, well. If you listen to the episode I dropped yesterday with Laser Hoddle, I think this is a very good point to highlight the point he was articulating throughout that episode, which is we have to zoom out. What are these va vaccine passports in New York City a, a bigger part of? And that is monetary reset. Like they need uh, the, the push towards these vaccine passports is a very easy way to get an app in people's hands that would, could easily transition to a CBDC wallet, which is part of this monetary reset. Like they want people so scared and so compliant that they're, like you said, uh, just willing to walk into the digital panopticon. And so this one pressure point with the vaccine passport specifically, uh, it, like people are just fed up. They're like, fuck it, I'll do whatever. I'll take the vaccine. I'll download the passport. Just let me go back to my life. Tell me what the rules are and I'll play within the rules. I'm so tired of dealing with all this shit. And that is what they're actively trying to, they're trying to get as many individuals as possible to that point so they can get them hooked into this digital panopticon the chinese surveillance state that they're trying to export or import it's our, the thing is is like yeah we're, we're we have a focus because we're focused on bitcoin we have a focus on these cbdcbs and like it's the new hottest buzzword but it's already here you know your credit card is absolutely a surveillance card your Apple Pay is a surveillance app. Like they could integrate it tomorrow. They can integrate the whole vaccine system into Apple Pay if they wanted to. And when you go when you go to pay or you go to enter the place, you use the same app to enter as you pay and they can track every single person and they can check where you ate. They can check when you ate there and they can check your vaccine status. They can do all of that without CBDCBs. That's just the natural evolution of where it's going. It gives them a little bit more control instead of outsourcing it to a private company. But it's already basically there. And we saw it in Australia. They're looking at bank card statements. They're looking at credit card statements. Your relationship with your credit card provider is data slave and master already. It's already there. It's already happening every time you swipe. Agreed. And I would also say so. Like it's a bit politically untenable using the means that you just described credit card history shopping history, Venmo history, whatever it may be, it's a little untenable to, to thrust the, uh, basically the social pan or digital panopticon on those applications out of the blue. Like, I think what they're trying to get individuals to the point of is 
openly accepting and and accepting the the overt trade-offs the the trade-offs that are basically explained up front hey we're going to give you this vaccine passport if you don't have a qr code that says you're vaccinated you can't go there and then it's also going to turn into your cbdc wallet and we're going to airdrop some some cuck bucks into that every two weeks you have x amount of time to spend it you can spend it at uh, yza uh, merchants uh, these are the conditions of using this and they're just again it's politically untenable to, to force that on the incumbent means via which people interact with the economy if you get basically permission out of a point of of exhaustion and just desperation to get back to normal it makes it more politically tenable or palatable if you will it's like hey you you accepted the chains you saw the terms and conditions we explained it to you up front like you have christine lagarde and augustine carson's again the two pushing this the hardest i would argue explaining these things out loud in public confidently it's infuriating comment freaks beware beware what do we got next we got any good news net now we gotta start with vulnerabilities <laughs> the good news is far off uh disclaimer sponsor the pod hodl hodl had a vulnerability uh this week uh i believe we're still waiting on i mean i've been talking to max behind the scenes um the way i understand it there was some uh weak passwords on some of the lending platforms uh the contracts and they had to basically dissolve the contracts uh and and remake them and alert the listeners the communication of the uh the the vulnerability was uh, subpar in my opinion uh, no funds were lost they just made that clear about an hour before um we we went live here uh they're actively working to solve the uh, vulnerability and contacting customers as need be but yeah matt i know you have um some very strong thoughts on this get into it i mean look it's a developing situation uh it's frustrating how slow it's moving um but we really have no idea what's going on behind the scenes if it's true that no funds are lost which it seems to be the case uh, but we won't know until people actually get access to their funds which hasn't been the case yet um then that's a relief right and uh hopefully we see a full post modem post-mortem after this with the full report, which is what they said they're going to do. Um, I, there's some concern supposedly about talking about things publicly right now because uh, of whatever the situation is that we don't really know what the situation is. Um, so hopefully we get more insight to that after the fact. Uh, but my understanding is that they have outside security people they're working on it as well um and they're working around the clock but uh obviously it's not a great situation for anyone who's been using hodl hodl yeah not ideal um again disclaimer sponsor the podcast i uh if anything what makes me like i to stick not up even, to stick up yeah. for the guys like critical vulnerability small yeah. team scrambling like focus to make that uh poor communication like talking through it um but my, my what i was going to say was my sponsor the sponsorship isn't what gives me pause as much as the friendship you know 
Like oh, yeah. I consider them friends. Um, and I assume the best from them. Uh, and I hold them to a higher standard because I consider them friends. Yeah, we have freaks um, in the live chat here saying uh, they've been pretty responsive. I guess we have freaks who are using the platform. Contract was liquidated with no issues. So it seems that um, things are, at least we have one freak in in the live stream. We don't know if it's a HODL HODL employee, just. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping by next, I'm hoping by next rabbit hole recap, we'll be able to go over the full report about what happened. Uh, I expect nothing less than that. Um, we need a full report of what happened, how they handled it, how they're gonna make sure something like this doesn't happen in the future. Um, it's, it's, it, that's what needs to happen. And, and, and it's a relief that, that if, 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 if true, it's a relief that no funds were lost. Yeah, I think- Seems that. like it could have been very bad. Yeah, I trust Max Word, he says it. Like you said, he's a friend, a good man. Um, but yeah, the communication was not great. And again, disclaimer response to the podcast. I can see how communication wasn't their top priority and may not be the best communicators. And they're working to fix things, you know. And that's all I'll say. On to more bad news. On to more bad news. Can we mix in <laughs> some good news first? No, let's just get it over with. Let's end, end on a high vibe. Uh, Bitteroo. Uh, Bitcoin exchange in Australia is adding video verification for withdrawals. So you're going to have to, you have to like FaceTime them as you hit broadcast transaction. No, I mean, it's still bad. It's not that bad, I guess. It's, it's, you know, you have to do like video KYC to get to a certain level where you can withdraw your Bitcoin. I assume you only do it once. Would hope so. Well, that's the thing with this like video verification. If you don't do it every time, how do you really know? KYC doesn't work. Really? Whether that's video or whether that's whatever selfies you want to do or 3D face scans like Binance and BlockFi do, it doesn't work. The criminals always find a way around it. The information is leaked, stolen. They can use fake information. They can buy information from someone. But the, the, the honest users get fucked. They get yeah. fucked privacy-wise. They get their funds locked. Their own information gets leaked or stolen. I mean, this is just a very worrying trend. It's just getting worse and worse. It's only going to get KYC-wise on the on-ramps, the fiat-regulated shit, only going to get worse from here. And, like you said, KYC doesn't work. This particular form of KYC seems like a bad idea considering how good deepfakes are getting. Like, maybe... This can enable more crime. People get good at deep fakes in their like go-to verification method is these video calls. Like if you've seen the Tom Hanks ones, they're insane. If you just got some compliance bro at BitRu, like they're not they're not looking for deep fakes or able to discern deep fakes with a high amount of skill on the go. Yeah, I mean I think ultimately we'll see that more in the future. But uh you know, criminals are very savvy people. They figure things out. They don't. They might not even need to use deep fakes to get around whatever the system is. Maybe not. Maybe not. Let's see. More restrictive. It's super. It's super. And they tried to like frame it as a good thing too. Uh, the tweet, that's what I. That's what I wanted to mention. Like the tweet. Very good. Uh, very good propaganda there. And you have the nice. Uh, 
They have a nice gif. Lights, camera, action. Hey, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. <laughs> uh, it's coming. More's coming. The attacks are here. The attacks, the regulatory attacks, the social attacks, they are here. Remember Sleepy Joe's hand slash mic incident? I don't know. Apparently it was uh it was live footage. It was real. It's just the angle of the camera. Uh, I think that one was actually like a, a technical mix up. We'll see though. We're on to software updates. Seed signer version 0.4.3 has been released. Matt had the C signer crew, seed signer, C signer, seed signer crew on Citadel Dispatch on Tuesday. How was that rip? That was a late rip. Yeah, it was a late rip. I got the file uh, at like eleven forty. I was in bed. I was like, I can't do this right now. I had a, I, you know, to get the good guests, you have to move the time around. You know better than most. Uh, and uh, so we worked around them. It was kind of nice. We competed in the primetime East Coast slot, so we competed against the Olympics. Hell yeah. Um, and I think we were the better, we were the better show. Uh, one takeaway: first of all, I think the project's really cool. This idea that you can make a you can make your own hardware wallet with a Pi Zero for fifty dollars, um, and it has full. You can scan with uh, partially signed Bitcoin transactions, animated QR codes, using hey. like Spectre or Sparrow. Um, but one little highlight that I, if if people didn't listen to the show, uh, was Seed Signer told us his like intro to Bitcoin story about an hour and a half in, uh, and I usually don't ask what your intro to Bitcoin is, but he just like offered it up. And his intro to Bitcoin was he was a, a police officer and he was in charge of, uh, he, he was involved in like the computer crimes division. And there was a kid in like 2013, like at the dawn of ASICs who was using a GPU to mine Bitcoin and then buying weed off the Silk Road and then selling it in his high school. And they caught the kid and that was his intro to Bitcoin. Boss. Very, that's like all, almost all the stories I feel like are, are very nearly the same. It was a very novel intro to Bitcoin story. What a crazy perspective to come in. And now he's like full on cypherpunk building. I, I called him a spook on air and he handled it well. So maybe he's not the spook. Ooh, ooh, former spook. <laughs> Just kidding. Not gonna, not but gonna. Yeah, that was a fun conversation. And this was a big update. This was the update that enables. Um, seed entropy from digital photos and the qr codes right uh, or was that last update might have been last update redesigned seed passphrase entry keyboard interface significantly reduced camera startup time code structure migration to singleton controller creation of initial project test suite that was uncle marty reading release notes i like these release notes it's a nice explanation new features considerations i like the considerations this was built for compatibility with Spectre version 1.4.5. Uh, it was the first consideration. Umbrel version 0 0.4.0 was released. I believe this is a pretty big update as well, correct? Uh, They're going bigger than Bitcoin. They're trying to host um, all sorts of sovereign apps uh, similar to Start9 strategy. So, yes. I mean, they added Matrix, which is a big one. They added Piehole, which is a big one. Photo Prism, Next Cloud, Vault Cloud's a big one. Gitty, Gitty. It's Gitty? like a locally hosted version of GitHub, basically. Yeah. Or Gideon. Automate your home with Home Assistant. 
I, I downloaded Matrix for the first time today. I like that messaging app. It's pretty cool. It's, it's like cool. uh, oh, it's an open source encrypted version of Slack, basically. Yeah, I forget. Uh, you can self-host. Elements is the implementation. The, is a client, yeah. Yeah, the client that I'm running. Um, it's a pretty cool idea, and they they changed their license too. I was driving so for the last six hours, but my understanding is, um, I'm being told they changed their license to some weird shit. Uh, that didn't help me. Uh, so, did? No. Oh, Umbral. Umbral, Umbral was has been getting shit because their license is super restrictive. Um, whatever their new license is, my understanding is it allows you to fork it and modify it as long as you don't uh, do it commercially and make money off of it, which is still not, you know, proper free open source software, but at least it's a step improvement from, you know, no modifications whatsoever. I'll take an improvement. I'll take an improvement. Easy steps. Yeah, that was the the one thing that it declined your invitation to Citadel Dispatch a couple months ago, correct? Yeah, the Node episode. Yeah. Um, nth key, Shores Provost is working on this. Version 1.0.3 has been released. Uh, you can scan a QR code to verify an address now. Uh, and improved error messaging. Good show notes this week. Good show, or excuse me, release notes. Fully noted version 0.2.23 has been released. Uh, hugely improved UX and quality of coin join and blind transactions uh, is the, the big feature there. So with, first of all, with Nthkey, uh, he hasn't released an update in a while, so we haven't talked about it on the show. But to remind the freaks, the idea is you can use an iPhone as one of your keys in your multi-sig forum. So like you can imagine a situation where you have like a seed sign or a cold card, like an nth key, like a treasure or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a cool concept. Like I would never use a mobile phone for cold storage, but I could see the use, especially in an adversarial environment to use it as part of a multi-sig, right? You just need an extra key. You have an old phone lying around um, and and you do that. So it'd be, I, I, I like his initiative and I, I think it'd be cool to see more um, projects in that kind of realm. This idea of using an old device as a multi-sig key. Yeah. Like we said in many episodes past, there's going to be a mobile revolution. So the more like signing products that you can have for for mobile phones the better uh, shout out to shores and team who's been working on all this um again that's version 1.0.3 that's been released a qr code compatibility to validate uh, addresses which is pretty big um lightning pool version 0.5.1 has been released nothing too crazy first minor release of pool d in the 0. 5.x series the fully noted update we kind of just glossed over too um he's trying something new he's trying to do uh peer-to-peer coin joins using psbts which i don't think anyone else has done yet Um, peer-to-peer coin joins using psbt like me and me and you could both run fully noted right (laughs) and we can exchange psbts back and forth to do a coin join without a coordinator or anything. Hmm. 
on mobile with your own node. Would it be um, equal Malcoin join, or could you do like a pay to endpoint types setup? I you can do pay joins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can do pay joins, or you can do coin joins. Okay. Um, I think the coin joins inherently at least are equal outputs. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure of the efficacy of his implementation or anything like that. I have not tried it. Uh, full disclaimer: it does seem you know very fresh, but I like the general concept. Right, the general concept. I it would be nice if more wallets supported peer-to-peer -peer coin joins and pay joins. And we already have the PSBT standard. And it seems he implemented this blinded PSBTs, which I'm not exactly sure the nuances of the trade-offs with the blinded PSBT. But from the name, it sounds like there's a, a little bit of privacy benefit as opposed to a regular PSBT. But I, you know, I, I don't know. But it's it's a cool concept. It's a cool concept, and people should look into it check it out, play around with it, give feedback, um, and help out with that project if you can. Yes, it's fully noted. And that's a concept I've not heard of or thought about. So always like when there's new schemes, new, new experiments with getting individual Bitcoiners more privacy. We'd love to see it here at Rabbit Hole Recap. Again, Lightning Pool version 0.5.1 has been released. Nothing big there. Join Market version 0.9.0 has been released. Massive. Fidelity bonds, baby. We finally got our Fidelity bonds. Go. And people are just jumping in super reckless. <laughs> it's only been in for like five days now. And then the amount in Fidelity, locked in Fidelity bonds is growing pretty high. Mm -hmm. What's and cool... To remind the freaks about fidelity bonds, the idea is you get paid for no with join market. There's a there's a there's a couple different uh, risks in terms of an active attacker in join market, and one of them is a malicious actor runs a bunch of makers, right? So you have these makers on one side of a join market transaction, you have takers on the other side of the transaction, and the takers are the coordinator. There's no third-party coordinator. The takers are the coordinator. They set up the transaction. So you have an issue where a maker could be malicious and then they could figure out what the taker's path is, right? So the first step that Join Market did is they do this tumbling process where they go through a bunch of different makers. So the makers all have to either be controlled by the same person or be colluding for you to lose your privacy. So you go maker, 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 maker. There's still that issue, though, that you could have one entity that's just holding, that that's pretending to be a bunch of different makers. So you you think you're tumbling through a bunch of different makers, but you're really just going through the same same group or the same person, just pretending to be many different makers. What Fidelity Bonds does is it's set up in a way that a good actor gets you're you're rewarded the more you lock up in a single maker in, in a single maker. So if you have like, let's say 20 Bitcoin to lock up and you split it between four makers, five Bitcoin each, you have a worse, you have a worse probability of getting selected than if you have all 20 in a single maker contract. So it rewards an honest user who's just putting it all in a single maker than if you split it up amongst. So it makes it way more expensive to pull off this type of attack. Basically an attacker needs to buy a shit ton of Bitcoin uh, and lock it up for a period of time in order to be many makers in the, in the, in the setup. 
yeah it gets expensive it's just a way to make this attack more expensive and do you you get more rewarded for locking your bitcoin up correct you, there's a premium or you you're get, just more likely to be selected okay so the takers who have updated choose people with higher lockups originally the takers were choosing mostly based on fees that the makers were charging now it's a combination of fees plus basically like this reputation score based on how much you lock up for how long you lock it up yeah yeah it's um big innovation let's rip it let's rip it get that liquidity up what you said uh, people have been yoloing into it even though it was just released what was the amount of bitcoin locked up in fidelity bonds last you checked i'm not sure but open ops was tweeting about it yesterday and it's like a shit ton boss um what we got next that's it uh not on the list um but i thought it was pretty cool zebedee released a desktop wallet uh, uh that that will connect with a bunch of the gaming apps and twitch I believe it connects to Twitch too. You can did you see that Ellen Bits demo earlier this week too? You're able to like natively lightning tip in, in no, Twitch. I missed that. Yeah. The big thing is gonna be bulk twelve. Right. The new invoice standard is gonna be massive in all of these in all of these use cases. So I'm really excited uh to see that roll out. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Uh bolt twelve, Rusty Russell put that out, static QR code that uh, helps retain receiver privacy um right and it's way easier to use that in a self-custodial fashion in a self-custody fashion use yeah. it in a sovereign fashion I hate self yeah. sovereign yeah. fashion because right now zebedee's wallet is completely custodial with kyc it's like gradual kyc if you use it on smaller amounts it's like kyc light and then it goes up higher yeah yeah you're still bullish on uh, lightning gaming 100 percent. oh yeah i think that's you know we're going to we're going to see hundreds of millions if not billions of people their first bitcoin they ever get is going to be playing games i think it's already happening i mean just not that amount but yeah yeah 100% um yeah let's uh let's keep lightning and gaming going i'm sorry i'm getting distracted here trying to find my spot in the list but as i'm getting distracted i'm remembering we have shout outs btc pay server has been down or had been down for for quite a bit um finally got it back up and we've got a lot of shout outs to get through today matt first Are one you drinking marty yeah why uh look i got nooners oh boss what, what flavor i did it i did it for you the flavor i found them at the local store uh i'm drinking a grapefruit right now oh nice i got a pineapple i got like the mixed the mixed pack yeah so you got grapefruit pineapple watermelon and black cherry i would imagine in there yeah yeah the four yeah oh no i think is there mango in there there might be mango there could be mango there is a mango color they're pretty good yeah i'm a nooners whore now um sponsor the pod noons kidding that'd me. be a great sponsor what happens to the whiskey sponsor remember when we were like trying to hound whiskey sponsors i would love you know the frag we should have we should have multiple alcohol sponsors and have them compete against each other every episode anybody uh from from the alcohol brands listening let's get it going who makes this are they independent company i think so they're based out of california high noon spirits company yeah they're crushing i think they're in bed with portnoy right 
the they let that's the one thing these type of companies will do in the beginning of their life cycles to leverage the barstool sports barstool drives a lot of uh culture up here in the northeast specifically midwest chicago area as well uh, and these brands like to leverage dave portnoy is a very big personality is a lot of charisma dave who portnoy hands out a lot of papers created a never heard of him an empire um yeah they so they had like a huge ad campaign with them a couple summers ago and i think i would argue that barstool High noons would not be where they are without that Barstool ad campaign. I'm tell I I mean he's a savvy he's a savvy guy though. I wouldn't be surprised if he he took some stake in them as part of that deal. I want to be either. I want to be. I think that's where I heard about him first. Yeah, they had like a whole they they like sponsored his uh, Hamptons or Nantucket house, I believe, one summer. Okay, but hey, we, we have to get to the the shout outs. The freaks really <laughs> they missed. Uh, the, they missed the shout outs for a few weeks and they come back and they're, they're really got like some high quality thoughts and high quality comments. And it's just like productive conversation starters. The first one is it burns when I pee from Vake. Vake, you're a doctor. I hope you can self-diagnose and figure that out. Or if not, talk to one of your colleagues. It might be awkward having to show your, your peen to, to a colleague. But Was there a question mark or anything? No, it was no punctuation. All lowercase it burns when I pee. That's that. probably it's probably someone trolling Vake. Vake usually uses proper pronunciation. Hey, and just in a case proper punctuation, not pronunciation. I cannot pronounce my pronunciation is it's subpar, I would argue. Um, so that was the first one. Get that checked out though, Vake, if if it's yeah. actually uh please. Not medical advice. All right. Freaks always got to weigh in on this. In case a third party was needed to break the debate from a few weeks ago, the plural Bitcoin is Bitcoin. To quote Marty, I will die on this hill. Love you guys. Um, debatable. Still debatable. When I, uh, when I posted uh, Moldbug's uh, 2011 uh, comparison to Bitcoin to real estate uh, blog post, I cringed because he called it Bitcoins. Instead of Bitcoin, but I'll. Who who did this? Uh, Moldbug did. Yeah, in the 2011 the post. Yeah, yeah, it was set. The precedent was set early. He was the first one to do New York real estate. Maybe the first one to do Bitcoins. Satoshi. You know, he's he wasn't perfect. Satoshi yeah. was Bitcoins. Satoshi wasn't perfect either. He was wrong. Yeah, Satoshi was actually wrong about a few things. Um, he was fallible. The freaks uh, should understand that. We're all fallible to a certain degree. Next shout out. Freaks, warning, you're about to lose three minutes of your life while Matt and Marty do this linguistic and mathematic problem. If a person stacked one Bitcoin bi-weekly, how much would they have after a year? You got to pause here to argue and debate. Uh, one they have 26 bi- Bitcoin. 26 Bitcoin. 26. Yeah. Not 112. 100. <laughs> They would either have 26 Bitcoin or 104 Bitcoin. 104 Bitcoin. My mind. Yeah, I can't do mathematics. All right, there's the pause. I agree with... My point isn't bi-weekly is one or the other. My point is it's a horrible fucking word because it could be both. All right. right. I agree with both of you in part. The answer is 26 Bitcoin. Now, back to waiting for my favorite part of the show. Finding out from Matt who can go fuck themselves. Next, at BTC Nim. BTC Nim can go fuck himself. 
Oh, right back at you, brother. No, we appreciate you. Cheers for the shout out. We got a nice shout out. What else do we have here? This first, one more. This one's catered to me. Hey, Marty and Matt, thanks for what you do. Your show is invaluable and I learn a lot every time. This is a shout out to Marty Ben. Think for yourself, Marty. You're so sure the government is lying to you and that you believe the opposite of whatever the government says must be true. That's just another way to turn over control of what you think. For example, they told you to get vaccinated and wear a mask. So you went out and got COVID. <laughs> sure, we don't know the long-term effects of a new vaccine tech, but the long-term downsides of a new fucking disease we don't understand. No thanks. Your heart's in the right place, Marty Ben. But think outside your own narratives. Peace and love, and truly, best of health to the both of you. Don't know who this is from. But I don't think you, like, again, like, I, I love that you're worried for me. And all this i didn't actively go and try to get COVID, and it wasn't like going to a chicken pox party or whatever and then two do you not realize the idiocy of what you wrote let's go back sure we don't know the long-term effects of the new vaccine tech but the long-term downside of a new disease we don't understand too yes you're compounding risk there i'd rather like and it's becoming obvious that people who've gotten the vaccine are now getting COVID. so now we don't know the long-term effects of the vaccine now the long-term effects of COVID are added on top of that. I'm just taking one. I'm just taking one risk. I knew the likelihood that I would eventually get COVID was pretty high. I'm so I'm not willing to compound that risk of the vaccine and COVID. Just to make that clear. But thank you for the shout out. And I truly wish you the best of health too. Thank you. Matthew, that's it for the shout outs this that's week. That's it? That's it. I was hoping a freak was going to make you read 2,700 pages of corruption. What happened, freaks? Oh. the ball. 2,700 pages of corruption. Someone should have copied and pasted the whole fucking infrastructure bill into the shout-out. That's going to be a... Uh, Marty has to read it. It's That's going to be an HBO documentary. 2,700 pages of corruption. Uh, in eight years, they'll come out. We'll be like, how did we let this happen? And they're, uh, they're, they're explaining that from Neuralinks, from their pods. Um, I thought for sure someone's going to make you read at least a, a large segment. Don't give them any ideas. Don't give. They them. were talking about it on Twitter. I saw them talking about it on Twitter. I didn't see that. It wasn't my idea. I, I was see. just expecting it. Yeah. Um, back to the list. NCR buys Liberty X. This is actually pretty massive. NCR is one of the biggest ATM operators in the world. Uh, it's a Fortune 500 company, and they acquired Liberty X. Um, shout out to our boy Jason John, who's on the, uh, the Liberty X team. CEO Christy M um, told the block it's the first acquisition by any company, public or private, of a Bitcoin ATM operator. So it's interesting. Wonder if they're going to leverage Liberty X for their ATM software to enable Bitcoin access. What do you think? You don't seem so impressed. What well, I mean, I think they also like NCR. Look. This is like classic uh, Bitcoiner thing. Like, I guess I was supposed to know who NCR was. I had no idea who NCR was before the news came out. Like, did you actually know who NCR was before the news came out? No, but I don't really know <laughs> any ATM. I guess operators. I get. My understanding is they run real ATMs, right? They run like actual bank ATMs, and then they also have like a point of sale business, like Square. 
So my guess, it's like they're sitting in the boardroom. They're like, Square's eating our lunch. We need a Bitcoin strategy. And it's like kind of like an aqua hire type of deal, right? Where they can just come in and just bring a Bitcoin arm underneath them um, with Liberty X. But, you know, to, when I first came into Bitcoin, the whole idea of like independent Bitcoin ATMs popping up around the world, competing with each other on fees and service was like, huge to me i was like wow like you're, you're just going to be able to just take fiat in one country put it into bitcoin maybe cross a border maybe send it via text and then they can just get fiat on the other side and they're all going to compete with each other in a free market to get fees down um but instead what has happened instead the experience is horrible there's a ton of kyc added on most of these atms the fees are insanely high and it's and there's not that much competition because of all the regulatory bullshit. So that so it all nothing none of it changes. It's been a major disappointment. There's still in I guess in some places their their ATMs aren't that bad, but I mean anywhere around here they've just been horrible. I used a Bitstop. Not Liberty X specifically. I'm just talking about just my experience with Bitcoin ATMs. Yeah, the KYC is a bit annoying. You got to think for individuals with cash that aren't comfortable meeting other individuals, strangers in person with cash, people work cash jobs. It is not the most ideal, but maybe the most convenient for those people. No comment, no comment from Matt. I just, I, I fail to see the use case because you lose the benefit of the privacy of the cash because you have to do the KYC at the point of, at, right. the, at the point. And they like take a picture of you and they scan your ID and then they charge you 10% over spot. Yeah, I could see that. I think ultimately the cool part to me was it was like a stopgap. It was like a way to basically make cash digital and it's kind of failed as a stopgap. I mean, there, like I said, there, there's some jurisdictions where it's better than others. Do you remember that Vice documentary that they did on all the drug dealers that were basically taking stolen credit card information, buying goods with them, selling the goods, and then using the, the cash to buy a Bitcoin in ATMs? All I know is the ones in New York, I mean, maybe it's just a bad example because New York is just such a fucking shithole. But the ones in New York require you to scan your ID and I presume you're on camera because you're always on camera, like everywhere you go. Yeah. So like if you're like if it's just a phone number and they're not checking if it's a burner or not, then then I really don't count that as KYC. And I, I my understanding is some are like that, oh. but the overwhelming majority are not. And it's just been a disappointment. I understand you got to work within whatever regulatory framework you got to work and congratulations on them for getting an exit and selling to NCR. Sounds like it was a very good deal for them. Uh, so I'm happy for them in that respect, but it's just been a major disappointment for me in general, this idea of, to me in the beginning, when I first discovered Bitcoin, like that was the coolest thing ever, right? Like I just imagined we were just going to be able to, you know, you like get off a plane in Paris and like in the airport, there would just be like an ATM there and you could just like send some Bitcoin to it and cash would come out. <laughs> yeah, like, where can you do that? Not too many places. A lot of them don't even offer selling. It's just one way. You can only buy. Yeah. 
while we're on the Bitcoin ATMs, not technically a Bitcoin ATM, but Azteco added, uh, rolled out their lightning uh, capabilities to all their merchants. They teased it in the past. I tested it out in the past. It worked very well. So Azteco is spreading. I'm happy for Beauty on Rakeen and the team over there. And they don't, so their KYC situation is weird, but, but that is, because uh, they like basically push all the risk onto the vendor. Yeah. Uh, so there's most vendors do not KYC, but I could see them being in a world of hurt at some point in the future. I hope they're not. But anyway, I did you just say that they they expanded into that British chain, right? Yeah, yeah. Because do you know what they're called? Like pound something. The P. Yeah. Supposedly it's huge. Supposedly they're everywhere. Freaks got any answers in the the comments? You make me go look this up. But anyway, that's that's massive, right? Yeah. As long until they have to implement KYC. Yeah, the voucher, uh, the voucher model. I really like the voucher model. Um, not on the list, but good news. I need to bring your vibes up. Your vibes are hurting a little bit right now with all this this bad news that we've been talking about today. P to P exchange volume in Africa all time highs. All-time highs using the data provided by That's awesome. UsefulTulips.org, uh, which Matt Alberg puts together. This is combined Paxful and local Bitcoins. Um, volume, yeah, the recent weeks, it's been hitting an all-time high. It looks like it's about to hit a, a breakaway speed. Uh, largest country by volume is Nigeria. After that, South Africa, Kenya, Ghana, Cameroon, Tanzania, Niger, Uganda, Zambia, Rwanda, Martias, Botswana, Ethiopia, Malawi, Swaziland, Angola, Congo, Nambia, Mozambique, Lesotho, Sudan, Sudan, all the way down there. Cabo Verde and uh, Comoros uh, make up most of the volume. They're falling off pretty precipitously after the Congo. Um, but yeah, Nigeria is popping right now by far the largest p2p volume market and again when we talk about these always have to caveat this with the fact that the volume is probably actually much higher than this because a lot of these traders will make in-person relationships with the, the broker they buy their bitcoin from and just coordinate outside of these exchanges so they don't have to pay the fees yeah definitely way higher i guess there was uh i was i was probably a little bit too much of a dick about bitcoin atms uh, there, there is one main benefit, which is they're all uh, non non custodial by nature. Um, you get it right away. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, uh, we'll, they like force the user into a wallet, whether it's a paper wallet or a mobile wallet. So that's good. Yeah, at the mining disrupt conference out of Miami a few weeks ago, um, the KYC process was a bit annoying, and I was like, damn, I have to put in all this information. But the uh, buying Bitcoin. Be that bit stop ATM that I use is really cool. Um, it's just Do you have cool. to scan ID? No, no. I put. I don't think I had to scan my ID now. Phone number, answer the phone number. Was that it? Yeah, phone number, address. Did you type in your address on that ATM? Yeah. Did you have to take a video? No, I don't think so. Full nude shot. Yeah, I just got nude in the middle of the conference. Like a blood prick. Yeah. CZ came out to me and said, hold up your hold up your passport next to your face, please. I'm going to check to make sure it's you. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, but a lot of a lot of we have someone in the comments. A lot of these ATMs supposedly only require a phone number, and some of them don't check if it's a burner number. So I've heard in the past people have used like text verified, where you can actually get a burner number with Bitcoin. Um, so I mean that's great. I yeah. I don't I don't I don't say that's not great. Yes. Um, it is the beginning of August. It's Thursday, August fifth, which means that July just ended, which means that we get our girl Janine's this month in Bitcoin privacy from July. Um, that is out. That great. We're going to link to that in the show notes. Let's see what the big stories of the month were. Samurai wallet, atomic swaps, freedom of Bitcoin, BISC's patches, privacy vulnerability, Wasabi wallet, 2.0 update, continued tapered adoption, FATF report and EU AML proposals, uh, survey on mixing techniques and Pegasus spyware and mobile wallets are the topics of July, 2021. Shout out to Janine for putting that together and keeping everybody up to date on the privacy developments in the Bitcoin space or in tangential areas that that touch Bitcoin or Bitcoiners touch. Thank you, Janine. It is appreciated. You are appreciated uh, to the freaks who are not already following this great content. I think you can subscribe on GitHub. She doesn't do like actual emails because uh, she doesn't want an email list, but you can subscribe to the releases if you watch the releases it'll automatically populate or she tweets it out yes um, but it's it's a great resource and everyone should should uh be following it yes um speaking of privacy uh, the team at samurai wallet put out uh, an understanding uh, bitcoin privacy with oxt which is their chain analysis slash uh, block explorer tool and is open to anybody this is part one in a four-part series uh, dives into the un- introduction why um, privacy in Bitcoin is important. Uh, Goes through like the different heuristics that are used to just determine like the big thing with Bitcoin tracking is did this transaction change ownership? Is it a, is it a transaction just between myself or is it a transaction where I'm sending to Marty and which which output is my change and which output is going to a new person? So they went through a bunch of those different heuristics. Yes, let's go check that out. That was dropped yesterday. Um, it's about a 10 minute read. They've got heuristics and they've got examples. Um, uh, batch spends, all that stuff. Uh, you can look into understand the heuristics and increase your uh, ability to transact with more privacy. Not trivial. We have uh, Wook Chewy in the comments. He actually makes it that this is a positive. Uh, like one of the only positives of all the mask bullshit is that if you use a Bitcoin ATM right now with the mask bullshit, you can probably get more privacy camera wise than you would otherwise. Yeah. Um, I like the optimism. Yes, it's uh, it's very nice to see optimism in these days. It's been a it's been a gloomy couple weeks here on RHR. We need more optimism. Um, so we'll go right into the solar winds hackers access emails of 27 DOJ offices. So the federal government completely wrecked, wrecked this is why us attorney's offices for months. They were like any emails that were saved or sent between like March and December. I think if I remember correctly, fucking insane this is why if they're saving all of our medical information and they're tracking where we go on a day-to-day basis and they're tracking all of our spending it's all going to get leaked they can't even protect their own fucking emails department of justice 
the attorneys affiliated with the Department of Justice can't protect their emails, and I'm sure the cases that they're involved in have some very sensitive information that's being passed along via email. Just think about 27 that. 27 offices. How many offices are there? It's too many. Look at the... There's at least 50. The infrastructure bill just okayed another 27. <laughs> going to double it with the infrastructure bill. It's critical infrastructure. It's G- DOJ. You're joking, right? <laughs> We I need to make that clear. <laughs> I am, but uh, it may not be. We may like find out that that actually is the case. Wouldn't be surprised if it turns out to be. Um, you know what I don't have the li- on the list, but that probably hit me the hardest out of all the news this week? The Apple stuff? No, Fluffy. Oh, yeah, you didn't have that on the list. All right, let's go into that. They pulled a Fluffy off of a plane. Fluffy Pony, former lead maintainer of Monero, and outspoken Bitcoiner in the privacy space. Got pulled off a plane in Nashville, Tennessee, a private plane on his way to Mexico uh, because the South African government supposedly had an extradition request for a fraud case from 10 years ago for $99,000. Yeah, hundred grand fraud case. What was it? He was, he was working for a company. He was like intercepting. It's like a cookie company invoices. or something. Yeah, it was like, he was just like finding competitor invoices and... There's no way it was about the cookie fraud case for $99,000. Yeah, no, no way at all. Um, And the two scary things is we didn't know about it for two weeks. No one found out about it for two weeks. What? I thought it happened. I thought the day it happened. July 20th, they pulled them off the plane. Oh, I didn't realize that. So maybe a little bit less than two weeks, but still. And he got denied bail which is becoming a common thing when they when they arrest Bitcoiners because they're, they say you're a flight risk. So, well, we can't tell if you don't own other Bitcoin than the ones you told us you own. Yeah. Coming after us. Are we going to get uh, yanked off flights at some point soon for being I, advocates? I would hope not. Not committing any crimes. I'm a law-abiding citizen. Are you sure, Matthew? <laughs> Are you sure? I'm definitely not a flight risk. Are you sure you, dude? It's it's a value, trend. You value privacy. You're a criminal. Only criminals. Dude, we cannot that. we cannot joke about this. This is not something to joke about because it's going to get really bad. I know. Well, it's no. going to get really bad, and this you have, is you have to joke about. It. You have to bring light to it. Again. No. Yes, you have this to joke about it. Up shit. You have to ridicule these people. This is how you end this mass hysteria, this mass psychosis. You ridicule them. You can like, you make it funny. Like, hey, you don't think I deserve financial privacy? absolutely ridiculous not you what like it's absolutely ridiculous that he gets denied bail over ninety nine thousand dollars yeah of a non-violent crime even if he did commit fraud even if he did commit ninety nine thousand dollars worth of fraud that dude could wipe his ass with 99 grand and hand it over he was probably when he got arrested probably had like a i mean i'm not I don't think people should have six hundred thousand dollar watches seven hundred thousand dollar watches but he probably had one on when he got arrested yeah, right. Here, take it. <laughs> take it. There's a hundred grand, then some. What do you think? Is this going to be a growing trend? Yes. <laughs> Not good. Not good. Yeah. Well, hopefully they. What do you think they're going to do? Just to uh, extend his trial? I mean, shit's popping off in South Africa. I can't imagine that they're. Uh, priorities are, are set on uh, convicting people over $100,000 from 10 years ago, but... Supposedly, they're going to extradite him to South Africa. 
Oh, they haven't already? I have no idea. Like, if you get picked up and get extradited right away? I mean, we we knew he was still in Tennessee like three days ago, and it, and it had been, at that point, what, like 13 days or something? I don't know. I don't do good calendar math. What, are there 31 days in July? There are. So that's 11 days just in July. It'd been almost two weeks in American prison. Yeah, yeah. I just got a DM. Flight, Federal prison. Flight risk, question mark. We don't even have the Vax passports. It's true. We couldn't even get on a flight if we wanted to. That was a personal DM. Um, that's a good point. We're not even going to be able to have the opportunity to be a flight risk. At least me, not me. Um, last but not least, Apple. Um, Matthew Green uh, was sounding the alarm that he has it on good authority from people. They announced it today. Did they officially announce it? Okay. Um, I didn't hear the official announcement, but Apple is essentially backdooring (laughs) their cryptography so that they can scan all your photos, and they're using the justification of saving the children, particularly those children who are exploited by um, pedophiles, molesters. Uh, they want to be able to see all your photos so they can filter out the child porn. Um, but by doing that, they essentially uh, instill a backdoor that can uh, can completely make all your quote-unquote encrypted communications uh, completely unnecessary because they'll have access to it via the backdoor. This is something, and that's what Matthew highlighted in his thread on the matter, was this is something that... Uh, uh, the Attorney General Bill Barr was pushing very vehemently uh, when he was at the helm of the Attorney General's office, um, the backdoors with Apple products specifically. And it looks like uh, Apple is bending the knee, but trying to do so, um, saying like, we're not doing this for the DOJ or the Attorney General's office. We're doing this to save the children. Matthew, do you hate children? Read in the comments. Read in the comments. I read in the comments. What did I just ask? I fucking I what fucking I just hate ask? the framing. What? What did I just ask? You read in the comments. I heard exactly what you asked. I didn't like your framing. I did. Anyone who harms children should rot in fucking jail. Yes. Hell. Just go straight to hell. It's it is absolutely ridiculous that it is it is extremely difficult to talk about this topic publicly intentionally. That's why they use that as the excuse. Right. But ultimately, what it means is they're going to search through every photo. I saw some someone one take that I saw on internet on the internet on Twitter um, by a privacy activist that a lot of times the algorithms that they use for this type of thing falsely flag uh lgbt content Mm -hmm. so they expect like a lot of children to get outed to their parents basically because it comes Uh up um so that's like an immediate thing that'll happen but ultimately look this is why apple never encrypted icloud everything in icloud is already out there in the open anything you sync marty to your icloud account is 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 not end-to-end encrypted we already knew they could get that, that stuff but the 
the, the plan in place is basically have local scanning. They're calling it local scanning on phones, closed source phones, local scanning of photos. That's where it's starting now. And they're going to also do probably messages next. Yeah. Um, and it's all proprietary. We don't know what the algorithms are that are searching. We don't know, um, you know, what they're looking for. We don't know how the reporting process looks. And even if you trust our government, I don't know uh, the last two years, where the fuck you've been, but even if you trust our government, here's a thought example for you. You think Apple's not going to provide this to the Chinese. You don't think they're going to check for Tiananmen square or freedom <laughs> like look to see if any, any pictures or words reference freedom. Like it's the same exact technology. Zoom out. How does this help the monetary reset? They don't like you guys colluding. They don't like us colluding and talking about how we want to resist this. So they got to stamp it out. I mean, Biden came out a few weeks ago, said he wanted to screen SMS text messages for uh, misinformation and correct people and stop people when they were spreading it. Um, extension of that, Apple's doing it as a private company now. And uh, I think we've brought her up a few times on the podcast in the past with one of my favorite uh, privacy uh, advocates and infosec experts on Twitter, Sarah Jamie Lewis, uh, at Sarah with an H, Jamie Lewis, L E W I S, on Twitter. Great follow if you're looking to stay up to beat on, on everything as it pertains to privacy and tech. She had a good thread on this. I'm just going to read it here because I can enumerate all the ways Apple's new parental control uh, slash safety systems will harm people, but what would be the point? What do you say to people prepared to force surveillance powered corporate paternalism themselves on themselves and their dependents? Apple have drawn a very clear line in the sand by stating that they have the right to scan your private messages on your device. You can obfuscate that fact in as much cryptography as you want, but the end result is the same. It'd be like having a robot in your house that continually privately scans for criminal activity and alerts the police the threshold is exceeded. The fact that the robot manufacturer, the police don't learn anything if a crime isn't detected, isn't the damn point. Um, and the criminals aren't going to use iPhones, right? So you're just you're just fucking over law-abiding citizens. Yeah. You're just uh, fucking over honest people and and destroying their privacy, like every other fucking policy that erodes our privacy day after day. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. <laughs> Maybe you'll get some criminals in the beginning, but this they learn, they adapt, they use something else. But the, and one of the worst parts here is like Apple's just been grandstanding as the privacy company for the last three years, and it's just all bullshit. They've had a massive like privacy campaign, particularly an ad campaign, very concerted effort the last year specifically. It's, it's just like the slap in the face at the end of that ad campaign. Um, this might be the impetus that pushes me off the ledge to de-apple myself. Use Pixel plus Calyx, de-Googled Android, or yeah. Graphene if you're really paranoid. But I think Calyx is a nice trade-off balance. I need to. Graphene, I've been having, like, again, I was mentioning it. It's a little bit too hardcore. Like, it doesn't, like, connect to Wi-Fi. It won't stay connected. Like, it doesn't pick up yeah. my Wi-Fi signals. It's not that stable. Calyx is fantastic. Calyx, yeah. is, Calyx, you get, like, a balance. You still get great pictures. It's the best battery life I've ever had. Um, it's got a built-in firewall, so you can decide if an app is allowed to access the internet or not, which is really fucking cool. Um, and it's just, I've been using it as my daily driver. My lady's been using it as her daily driver for, I, I think, like five months now, six months. I love it. It's fantastic. 
I no need Google to. without Google, the battery life is fantastic because they're not sending everything up to the servers all day. Really? I need to sidebar. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned this yesterday when we were talking, but I need to wipe graphene. Sorry, I really appreciate the effort the graphene's putting in, but it's just the Wi-Fi. Yeah, switch it with Calyx. Yeah, it's not working for me. But yeah. also, I think, what are you using, the 3A? No, I think I got the 4. Well, there, there's a big difference between the 3A and the 4, first of all, and there's a massive difference between the the four, but if you're, you're not using the four, if anything, you're using either the 3A or the 4A. There's a major difference between the two of those improvement wise. And then from the 4A to the five, it's night and day as well. They're, they're all big, big jump. I think I'm in the fours. I don't know if it's four or 4A, but. Is there a big bezel on the top and the bottom? Like where, the the, like the screen is not the full length? Yeah. So you're on the 3A. Okay, 3A. Four, the three A to the four A is a massive jump, way bigger than the four A to the five. But the difference between graphene and Calyx is also a massive jump in terms of performance. Yeah. So, but yeah, we got to get you to switch. I can I can help you with that. Yeah. Um, thank you. I'm gonna need your help. God, was this a depressing episode, freaks? Did we get too too bummed out. Uh, maybe a little bit. Hey, you were driving all day. Yeah. Let's end it on an optimistic note. We need to bring the vibes up. What's the optimistic note? Bitcoin exists, still producing blocks. That's true. Bitcoin gives me hope. We haven't been gulagged yet. Oh, <laughs> that's optimistic. Yet. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, was, it was a hard week for me. It was just like I felt like I was getting hit left and right over and over again. Yeah. We'll get through it, though. Just got to keep fighting. This isn't just going to happen. There is going to be a fight. You should expect it. Maybe it's upon us. Maybe it's going to heat up. We shall see. Just know at the end, like, it's a fight worth fighting, right? Like, this is either get this panopticon or we get freedom in the digital age. And that's why we show up week in, week out to do this is try to spread that message. If you think the message is worth spreading, uh, please help us do so. Share it with friends, family, anybody looking to get orange build or Bitcoin curious, if you will. These topics are important and it seems like they're becoming more and more important uh, in recent months. The, again, the escalation is is real. People hitting the streets too. France is rioting. Um, it's really sad to see nobody in New York protesting this. It's, it's because I, we just all left. Right. The only people left are the sheep. Right. But could you, uh, that's scary though. Like nobody is, maybe I don't know. I haven't seen anything on the mainstream or Twitter. But is nobody like pushing back against this in the city? Dude, it's super. That, that's scary. Melbourne, there were protests today. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, there to be to be optimistic, um, it's only go it goes into effect in like about six weeks, I believe. The thirteenth. So the fringe that are still there that haven't left because of all the bullshit that's happened over the last year, that will be really pissed off about it. Won't be pissed off about it really until that it starts directly affecting them. Right? That's what you usually see. 
Yeah, I mean, we're talking about not allowing people to go to the supermarket. Like, we've gotten to the point. Freaks, wake up if you're still on the edge of this vaccine passport thing and you're actually for it. Like, we're at the point where New York City, they're going to prevent people from going to the grocery store and buying food. To keep no, not healthy. the grocery store. I think, I. are you sure? I heard, I heard indoor dining, concerts. I heard shopping uh, as well. Sporting events. I heard shopping um, as well. I don't think they, I mean, we'll see, you know, but I don't, I didn't hear that. And I would be, I mean, you can't, they're not going to just have people starved. And... Hey, why don't you come in here into the Javits Center? Okay, you can't go to the supermarket. We've got these beds for you, and we'll we'll let you sit here and think about getting the jab. If you decide to do it, we'll give it to you, and you can go about your way and go to the supermarket buy yourself food. If not, we're gonna have you sit and think and think and think. We may move you somewhere else eventually. Uh, yeah, see, Pedro, crowd. fellow New Yorker, no supermarkets yet. No supermarkets yet. All right, restaurants and gyms. But yeah. I do agree that it'll only continue to be more places. Escalate. Yeah. I just think like the supermarkets will probably be. Like one of the last. Yeah. Yeah. Shake Shack was one of the first. No, but it wasn't even Shake Shack. It was the restaurant. Danny Meyer of Union Square Hospitality did it on all of his other restaurants except Shake Shack. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked, man. But still, he can go fuck himself. I'm not saying he shouldn't go fuck himself, but I'm just. Lighter topic. Mictors, Mictors or Blanton's. Uh, Mictors. You could tell it's real because that was a quick answer. What is my answer not going to be real now? I don't know. You're taking a while. Quick. I really like both of them. Yeah, that's your answer, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard. It's hard. Mictors is really good. Blands is really good as well. I didn't really love Spindrift Spiked. It was all right. Yeah. Someone say someone's saying that in the comments. That's what I was answering. Apologies. The level the level of tyranny people tolerate is obscene. It really is, Randy. It really is. It's uh it's not obscene, it's like embarrassed. It's like shocking. Obscene. Yeah, obscene shock. Obscenely shocking. Um that's how I would describe it. It's like what the fuck? Fake vaccine passports are already a federal crime. And that's the other thing, too. They're going to start with these paper ones. And that's so that's another frame out. What would a tactic be to get people on this digital wallet, this digital vaccine passport slash CBDC wallet? Start it with the paper stuff. And obviously, people are going to forge it and try to manipulate it. They're going to have big bust of forged paper vaccine passports. And then they're going to justify, no, the only ones that we can have are, are these digital ones. The yeah. big darknet markets won't even touch it. They're, they're all banning uh, the fake passports. Really? Um, really? Yeah, they're like too scared. They don't want to get too much attention on them. Um, in New York, it's you get like the paper, but then you're supposed to scan it into the app. So that when you presumably in six <laughs> weeks, when you walk in, it's going to be like a QR code on an app. It's not going to be a paper anyway when they implement it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I don't think uh, we should just not be complying with this shit. And like, even if you got vaxxed, like you should not be complying with the passports. And I don't know. I like, I would refuse to fake one. 
like then you're just going along with it you got to yeah. just say no i'm not going to those establishments i will not i will not live in your state yeah it's just not gonna happen i'll make my food Fine. no i'm no faking i'm not fuck that shit no compliance none none because then you justify it somebody is claiming that i missed a shout out um looking the full the full bill I don't think I missed. Marty it. intentionally avoided it because he didn't want to read the whole thing, and he just pretended he didn't see it. Here, let me check. I'm only in. Maybe it's in. Uh, I have a filter for our PTC pay server. Maybe it. Uh, somebody paid late. I have to okay that. No. We have. Uh, we have Michael Karras in the comments saying that I'm being unfair to sailor for a misspeak. He clearly said whatever that is. Um, I, I, I literally just posted the clip. That's all I did. I posted a clip of what he said. If he wants to correct the record, he can correct the record. I don't think there should be any property tax on Bitcoin. I don't either. I don't think there should be any property tax on real estate either, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Like, catering to a state that's gone insane just look at let's end it where we began look at the size of the infrastructure bill look at the provisions in there what are we doing america what are we doing how are we just letting this happen it's frightening matt we started this late so much dinner time where i am i see the sun setting behind me beautiful rays i got my neighbors eating on their deck in their backyard that's why i've been a little uh, my voice has been a little lower than usual in the back half of this. I don't want to interrupt my neighbors as they're enjoying a nice bottle of wine and some dinner over there. Well, I love you, Marty. I love you, freaks. Stay strong out there. Keep your heads up. Stand up for yourself. Stand up for your family and your friends. Now more than ever. And stay humble and stack sets. Love you, freaks. Thank you for joining us again. Peace and love. <laughs>